Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Apologies in advance if my voice cracks, I have a cough I am fighting, but we are fighting through this, both of us. <clears throat> We're both fighting it. Oh no, I'm not fighting there, There's a cough going around Lincoln, I'll tell you that much. I don't think it's that contagious, but maybe it is, but I don't think it's that dangerous. All this is a cough. I feel good otherwise. So, <clears throat> my voice is a little froggy, we'll fight through this, it'll be fun. Fun. Oh, my ear just popped. Okay, here we go. Good morning. Yes. Um, sorry, I took that cough drop. Don't. I. I had one for you and one for me. It's okay. fine. Gotta make it last. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Uh, don't rush that cough drop. Make it last for a long time. How was your weekend? It. Besides this coffee, it was fine. The Dolphins won yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska was, you know, inept on Saturday, and that's that. We'll get to that here in a second. But uh, it was good. How was your trip to Ann Arbor? Was it as was it as fun as you hoped it'd be? Besides, you know, the game itself. Uh, trip to <clears throat> Ann Arbor was fun. Um, I love going to Detroit, Ann Arbor. Um, so no, I I uh, it was good. I'm just glad to be back. We got a lot to talk. You about. You apparently will have at some point in the show a story about a restaurant problem. Yeah, we can do that. Um, at some point. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I'm more interested in this. Um, I got a question for you. What's that? Yeah, I'll talk about my restaurant experience. It was a bad one. I, I don't know. I made a bad decision. Um, you told. Well, let's talk about this later. I made a bad decision in Detroit. Okay. There's your tease. Yeah, there it is. At some point in the show, we'll discuss the bad decision made at a restaurant. I bet a lot of people could say the words, I made a bad decision in Detroit. Well, you just <laughs> add to a list of many, then, don't you? I did. I made a bad decision. I'm interested in something, though. We're going to talk about Jim Moore Jr. I got a question for we you. We are talking about, yeah, later on, Jim later. Moore Jr. gets discussion on this show. Later. But we're going to engage in some small talk right now because I did wonder about this as I was reading it last night. Idle Chit Chat, sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care here in Lincoln. Call them, get ahead for 2023 and all of your lawn needs. I'm sure you can find lawn needs this time of year, too. I, uh, Jim Mora lives in a haunted house, he says. Did you talk to him? No. There's a story about it. Um, he lives in this house on a hill on three acres right near the Yukon campus and he sees shadows and hears doors creaking. Now, my question to you is, I was reading this story and I was, I was thinking I'd get out of that house. Would you stay in a haunted house? Did he know he was haunted when he bought it? No. Um, he says, this is okay. That's question number one. Would you stay in a haunted house? No. I wouldn't either. No. Okay, he says the go- he has visitors, and he tells the visitors the ghosts are friendly. Do you believe in friendly ghosts? Casper was the friendly ghost. 
So they it, okay, say. Now, I mean, here's you know, the, you know, if if I ha- if I'm a friend of Jim Moore Jr. and he's telling me, "Hey, you can stay with us." By the way, there's ghosts at nighttime, and they're friendly. I'm saying, what is wrong with this guy? He's right. gone loopy. He's gone crazy. He took the Yukon job. He's out of his mind. <laughs> he took the Yukon job. And he's doing well. But are we sure that Jim's fine? It's an old house on top of a hill on three acres in stores, and he says it's haunted. He sees shadows and hears doors that shouldn't be moving. I wouldn't. I, I would I, not touch that house. I read I the story, and I was. I, I, you got goosebumps. You get scared. A little bit. I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about Jim Moore later. We will. Jim Moore is doing a great job at UConn. Yeah, they're going to a bowl game. They're going to a bowl game for the first time since 2015. That's right, and they've been okay. downright putrid since then. This gets us into our Husker discussion. Yes, UConn. UConn. UConn is going to a bowl game. For the first time since 2015, they found the right coach. I am talking while I'm slamming my mouse. <laughs> the mouse is on my computer, mm-hmm. plugged into my computer. Um, I'll put the mouse down. They, they're they going to a bowl game. Nebraska's not. That was settled on Saturday. That's right. Nebraska falls. 34 to 3 against Michigan. It was never really much of a game. The first quarter, I guess, it was 7 0 at the end of that if you want to have a moral victory. 17 3 at halftime. But Michigan, this season now through through 10 games, has allowed three second half points. They've outscored opponents 117 to 3 in the second half of games this, full, this season through 10 games. I repeat, Sip. Yeah. Did you hear that properly? Yeah, I don't think that's the right. Why? Because um, I have it right here. They, they allowed three the points. That's not the second half. Um, yeah, you might want to confirm that. They've, they've keep talking. No points in the second half. Anyways, 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. Nebraska not going to a bowl game. They are 3-7. and seven. They will have two games left against Wisconsin, which, by the way, 13-point underdogs at home this weekend is the opening spread. It went from 12.5 to 13 immediately. <clears throat> Score by periods. What was I looking at? Then? I don't know. What's, what's, the, hell, what's the quote people what have? The is that Big Ten at. play possibly? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's Big Ten yeah. play. So right. uh, <laughs> I think it's Big Ten play. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with Big Ten. Big play. Ten play. Yeah, Michigan has not allowed. <laughs> they've allowed three points in the second half. But that's probably. Me. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, they're, they're, but your point is your point is valid. I mean, they're outscoring teams. What was the score of that game? Nebraska. It was thirty-four to three. So they're outscoring teams. Um, a uh, one forty four to eighty seven in the second half. Okay, well that's one forty four to eight by me. No, that's still. I mean, they're still, they're still a very good second half team. Okay, here's the deal. <clears throat> very predictable game, right? Yeah, nothing really surprising about that. that that's the sad part. It went as you thought it might go if you were looking for a blowout loss. Right, and I don't want to, I don't want to steer people away from our show, but. It was a it was a boring game. It was horribly. Yeah, I, boring. I heard fans. I I ran into a fan, um, that night, and that's what he said. He said there's no big. There was only a, a few big plays by Michigan. Um, nothing. He goes. It was just a boring, lame game. Um, now now there were 110,000 people there that saw it. Now it, it emptied out a little bit though. It was clear what was going on. Nebraska wasn't going to move the ball enough to win the game, right? Uh, let's just start with the offense. There was a lot that happened in that game, but not. It, but it just 
Jake, you've watched a lot of football in your life. You know when a team is struggling to get a first, just a first down. Well, when you're when you're hoping for a penalty, honestly, to get a first down, and Nebraska had that in or the second scramble, half. right? Well, again, you're without your starting quarterback. Casey Thompson did not play again for Nebraska. He's missed now two and a half games. He, did, he played the first half of Illinois till the first, last few minutes. Didn't play Minnesota. Didn't play against Michigan. Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers, that combination just is not good enough. It's not good enough. It's, it's, frankly, it's not good enough to win football games or to put points on the board or to move the ball not against, consistently. Not against a real good defense. So Nebraska had eked out eight first down. I don't, I don't know why. I, it's disrespectful to laugh. Michigan tw- one, Mich- one, one via penalty, by the way. So seven actually by, that you did yourself. One via penalty. A couple, couple scrambles, too. A couple scrambles. So Michigan had 27 first downs. Nebraska had eight. Okay. Eight first downs. Nebraska finishes with 146 yards. Now, Michigan finishes with four. Now, I, now this is what I want you to think about, Jake. Michigan finishes with 412. But if Nebraska can just get three or four first downs, more first downs, and hold on to the ball, I think Nebraska holds Michigan to about 350, 330. Yeah, that, no, not, that would be pretty good. I'm not mad at the defense again. No, I, mean, I know I, you aren't. I don't sit here saying the defense sucks. I mean, the defense is not elite. We know the defense is not elite. It's it's fine. It's gotten better throughout the season. Yeah, it's scraps. And they still lost by 31 points. It's scraps. Probably shouldn't have had that touchdown on that ball that went out of the end zone. Yeah. Take that away. Take that away. Now you're down. Now you're down to 27. I mean, 27 to if you can just yeah. score some points, I mean, if they, I'm telling you, if they get just three or four first downs, Nebraska, more first downs, if they can get to 12 first downs and keep the ball a little bit, Michigan doesn't get 400 yards. They don't even get to 400. Well, again, the, the problem is that Nebraska just, they don't, they don't make plays without Casey Thompson. Casey, with, wow, without right. Casey, they don't make plays. The first drive <laughs> was their longest play of the game. Actually, it was the longest play of the game for anybody. <clears throat> the pass to Mar- Marcus Washington went for mm-hmm. 30 yards. That was the longest play for either Michigan or Nebraska. <clears throat> yep. Michigan's longest play in their long plotting drives was 29 yards yep. on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So then for uh, how sad it was for Nebraska, they had the longest play in that ball game. Yep. <clears throat> and that's why you're saying, Sip, it was a boring game because there was no explosive play. It was boring. It was just Michigan gets their first downs. They keep running the clock. They, you know, they just rush, rush, rush. They're tough. What they are, okay, so Blake Corn finishes with 28 carries, 162 yards. What Michigan has right now, and you saw it, you watched the game closely, right? I watched the whole thing. Nebraska, Nebraska got bullied. I mean, Michigan's offensive line moves the line of scrimmage consistently, right? And sometimes they move it seven yards. Sometimes they move at seven yards. I mean, Blake Corum is really good, but his line's really good, too. <clears throat> yeah, Corum. It's a good combination there. Cor- when Corum just runs a basic handoff run play behind the line of scrimmage, the push is such that he's going to get four or five yeah. pretty much no matter what, almost. Exactly. Right? Now, Nebraska, on the other hand, when they run a basic handoff run play, um, they're not going to get four or five. The, the push is maybe they're going to get one or two. Anthony Grant, Jacob, finished – with 11 carries and 22 yards, 18 after contact. <laughs> like Mickey said. That's been the case the whole year for yeah, him. Yeah, he has 500 yards after contact this year. 
He's run for 502 yards, Anthony Grant, after contact. Okay, and that's what Mickey said. He said he told the, he tells the running backs, when you when you see a sliver of light, get to it because it's not going to last for long. Run for your life to get there. Yeah, he said get, get to there. it because it's not going to last for long. Now that's an that's an indictment on the offensive line. Well, we know that. I mean, Nebraska's off. We, no one here is going to push back and say that they're going to defend the offensive line. We know it's been bad all year long. I know. They don't. It's not Michigan like we understand that. It's not. It's not Iowa like or Wisconsin like. I mean, those teams aren't even good this year for what no, they're, they're used really to. Not. If you watch that game, by the way, Iowa Wisconsin. I think Iowa had very similar yardage to Nebraska. Iowa had 146 yards. They had the and same. Won. They had the same yards as Nebraska and, and won. won by 14 and one because they have a punt returner in Cooper DeGene who also had a pick six in that ball game. Yeah, he had. They a f- have one great player defensively. Here's what the Iowa did. They blocked a punt. They Cooper DeGene returned one forty-one yards to set up an easy score, yep. and he had a pick six. And they had a pick six. He had a pick. Six. Cooper DeGene again. They have one just stud playmaker that just gets it all done. Well, they're to have more than one. I know, but Jack like, Campbell's a stud playmaker. He is, but DeGene did it on on multiple levels of special teams and defense. Um, what he does. Kaz chimes in. This is not a quarterback pro problem for nebraska it's a program problem well that's probably true and that's why Nebraska's looking for a new head coach right now yeah um don't know what's again people just expect rumors coming today i, I don't know i'm not gonna yeah people are talking about rule yes they are matt rule matt rule's been yeah. the conversation of the whole weekend yeah or especially last night was just was smoke everywhere yeah wiki uh, has him to nebraska but they have they have him to auburn oh is that too? right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, you can't coach two places at once. So. No. Last time I checked. One wouldn't think. I would think. Yeah, I, I think there's some steam there. Um, I do. I, it seems legit. We'll see on it. I don't know how quickly. I don't know. We'll see. It's it, uh, the, the rumor thing has bitten us a couple times. And I'm not going to go there again. I'm I with know, you. I, I don't want to go. I'm not going to fall I'm for not that. going there until it happens. Yeah, I'm not falling for that crap. So I, I got... People text me. I'm sure they texted you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't have any confirmation. I've got nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything until anything happens. Yeah, people get on Twitter. And yeah. It's just very, it's, yeah. yeah. Thank anyway. You. I'm glad you're in the same boat. Yeah, I don't, we're in the same boat. We're not reporting I, I've anything got, until it's no, reported. No, I've got to the point where I'm pretty much, yeah, I'll just wait for the announcement. Just resign to it. Just let us know. Yeah. Let me know. It's just sort of ridiculous. So, you know, the, the reports of a Regents <laughs> meeting, they got thoroughly knocked down no truth um the just all the crap that comes out um so it'll happen it'll happen in due time uh michigan michigan ann arbor very again i'll tell i'll tell you jake november I know what you're going to say. Well, yeah, of course. Um, I could say that. Let's see how this goes. No, November is a bitch in the Big Ten. You have to go to Michigan and try to beat that team in that. You know, it's kind of crap weather, um, 30-plus wet, um, huge, huge. You know, it's 110,000 people. There's so much energy. They're tougher than hell up front on both sides. I, it's just that that this league is a bear. Instead of going to the warmth, you're going up north, and it's a bear. It's a that's a I, you got to wrestle down a bear. I think it, the, what's depressing, Sip, is that 
when you see a spread of 31 points against anybody, I don't care if it's Ohio State, Alabama, anybody that's good, you think, my God, are, are we that bad? Are we really that bad? And, and it was a 31-point loss for Nebraska. They got Vegas got it right on this one. And it was a slow death. It wasn't a quick death. It was a slow, it was a slow bleeding was a, out death for Nebraska yeah, football on Saturday. Yeah. They didn't get pummeled. It wasn't 34-0 to zero at halftime. It was 17-3. Yeah. Knowing that they're a good second-half team, yeah. you do well. Puncture me and let just bleed it out here. Mm-hmm. I know it's morbid, but I'm just giving you the, the description there. And Nebraska was just listless in the second. They had no. They had no hope in the second half, as you would say. Make it gory. I said, <laughs> make it. Yeah, yeah. They made it. Gory. Make it gory. It, but it, but it wasn't. It wasn't gory in the second half. It was. It was 17 points allowed. No, it wasn't. And it was just again. But it was a slow, quick death. Yeah, I missed the. Or slow death. I missed the death. fourth quarter. Slow so death. to me, the game was sort of quick to me because I had, I was right. I had to write. We had we had we. It's a long story, but it's sort of deadline oriented. So I just start writing in the fourth quarter. So when you're writing, the fourth quarter goes fast. I was just kind of looking up occasionally to see if Nebraska was making a dent, but you knew they weren't going to make a dent. It reminded me of the Rose Bowl when Nebraska played Miami yep. and they were down big at halftime. Yep. I just had to start writing, and you knew there wasn't going to be uh, there. Nebraska wasn't going to make a dent, so it was that sort of game. And yeah, Nebraska's in a spot. There's in a spot where they're they're not overly competitive with that team, especially with with Thompson out. Nebraska would have had to play about a perfect game. The first half, they jumped off sides a couple times, had two drops. I don't know what the heck is going on with Trey Palmer. Yeah, um, he had two drops. Trey Palmer, since that big breakout game at Purdue, has 11 catches for 50 yards. Um, that's it. Yeah, he had five catches for twelve yards. Now that's hard Saturday. to do, by the way. Have five catches in twelve yards with a long of eight. Yeah, it's weird. With a long of eight. Yeah, now he strange. had one that he was like lost four yards. He was, he was kneeling when he caught the ball, basically. Yeah, and he had four two, yards back. Two. I mean, the the first drop was odd. I mean, it was it wasn't like sometimes a drop. You're like, ah, is that a drop or I don't know if you call that a drop. It hit his hands, but it's kind of hard. This one was just like right in his yeah drop. Strange. He's got almost. some problems. You know, I don't know if he. I'm not going to speak for Trey, but you know, some guys don't acclimate that well to cold weather. Could be that. Could be focused right now. Was the Purdue game a warm game or was it cold when he went out there to Purdue? Uh Purdue was pretty cold. It, it was, was pretty chilly. cold. Yeah, it was chilly. Was it this cold? <laughs> it was about Co- like compare this. the colds to be. Yeah, cold. it was about. In the, it was in the 30s. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, he didn't. Yeah. Take that out of the equation. Yeah. It was. It, it could be though a situation where it's not your court. It's not your guy. It's not your guy throwing you the ball. It's your backup. Right. Could be that. Do you have anywhere near the connection or belief in your backups as you do in your starting? Well, and it could be focused too. These kids know they knew what they were up against, and they pro- and some of them were probably sort of resigned. God, I hate to say that, but everybody was resigned. They don't think those athletes don't think like us generally, but but I think. There might be a subconscious level of resignation. Let's get to callers. We got some calls, 402-464-5685. Call or text, as always. You can, you can watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. But to the phones, who do we have here first? You're up. You're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Steve J. It's Chris at the Baldwin Shop. Good morning, Chris. Guys, uh, Steve, hope you had a good trip. Yeah, it, you know what? I, I love going. I love going there. I love going to that area. It's it's a great it's a great college football trip for sure. 
It is. Well, I'll talk about that that in a little bit. I've heard that. Yeah, it is incredible. I wish you could get up there. It is an incredible environment. Um, First of all, guys, you know, you've always really covered this pretty good. Uh, To me, the game just went according. You know, when you talked about it last week, it went according to the point spread, like you said, Jake. Everything went according to script. Pretty much. Like this game was scripted. Michigan stuffed our offense, 146 total yards. They ran the ball, although the, the de- I thought our defense played pretty good. Mm-hmm. The, the, the announcers there, uh, Robert Griffin and, and uh, uh, Mark, Mark uh, I forget Mark that. Jones. The, yes. And they, they said, you know, that we were holding them to chunks of four to five yards. But in the second half, guys, when we started to wear down, I, I was watching Michigan run their what I call their sweeps yeah. on the outside a little bit uh, around the tackles, and you know they had. I, I played it back a couple of times. They had a man on every defender, mm-hmm. and what I noticed is on those in the second half where they're getting more like seven to fifteen yards a, a carry on a lot of them. We couldn't get off the blocks either. They, I mean, we were wearing down at that point. But they, they had a man on every defender. They had a blocker on every defender, and we had a heck of a time getting off those blocks. Now, uh, Jake, Steve, now, Steve, you probably didn't hear this, but those, the announcers, Jake, I didn't know if you caught this, yeah. uh, they mentioned the, the Michigan strength coach. And what they did with those linemen in the off season, they leaned them up, reduced body fat, hmm. uh, uh, made their conditioning better, and and you know what? It showed. It showed. I had I had a friend call me during the game, okay. and he said he said, "Are you watching our?" And I'm not going to mention this guy's name or number, but he says, "Are you watching so and so?" His his. He's getting pushed back. The biggest guy on 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 the uh, on the defensive line, his jersey rolls up up over his belly, and he's spending more time pulling his jersey down over his belly than he is trying to tackle. And, you know, I mean, it's stuff like that that people are noticing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I don't know. You know, I I haven't heard our strength coach mentioned in three years. <laughs> So I don't even know if he's still around or yeah, not. Yeah, he's still around. But, uh, okay, but now, Steve, Jake, one, one other thing. I, you know, go, Mickey Joseph in the press conference after the game, Steve, I don't know if you were there. You, we, you really couldn't hear the questions much, but he was asked by some reporter about what it's I, – I think it's like what, if, what, what do we have to do to get better? Yeah. And he goes, recruit better, recruit better. And so I think the 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 uh, reporter says, "At what positions?" And Mickey Joseph goes, "All of them." And he it, did. That's it what he was said. so evident that we were outmanned at probably every position up there, which we expected going into that game, really. But uh, guys, looking forward to this Saturday. It's going to be cold in Lake and eleven o'clock start. I think of the next two games. This next game against Wisconsin is probably our best chance to end another six-game losing streak at the end of the season. We've had about three or four of those, I think, in the past ten years. 
But Iowa, the Iowa game look over there right now to me is uh, looks looks pretty dim right now. But uh, the way the way they're yeah, playing defense now, their their offense, Steve, Jake, their offense, of course, yeah, we've heard all about it. But but hey, let's face it, that defense makes plays. Their special teams makes plays, and it's it's going to be tough over there in uh, Iowa City. Uh-huh. But guys. I don't know what to tell you. The, the, I agree with Coach Rick out on the East Coast. This, this program's in shambles right oh. now. We're, we're hitting the bottom. We're at the bottom. And, and uh, they were talking about it on the Big Ten Network that, you know, the, we're the last Power Five team not to be in a bowl game since Kansas made one. And Connecticut's, you know, in the one now. And it, it, it's just very depressing. So, guys, listen. Enough sad talk. I'm I'm going to hang up and hear what some of these other callers have. Yeah, it might still be sad talk though. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, what Chris was talking about in the talent disparity reminded me of. Do you remember what happened after the Citrus Bowl? And this was Nebraska, a team that won uh, the, the 2011 season. I think they they won nine or ten, but they lost to South Carolina yep. in the Citrus Bowl, thirty to thirteen. And after the game. There was this striking comment by Corey Raymond, who was then the defensive backs coach. And he said, look at them, and then look at us. He, and he said it again. He goes, look at them. Look at us. Look at them. Look at us. That team had Elshon Jeffrey. He, he was really good. <laughs> yeah, he did. But this, I think it had that rush in, too, that big rush in. Uh, come on. They have Clowney? Yeah, they had Clowney. I'm that pretty game? sure he had Clowney that year, too, South Carolina. He played in that football yeah, game? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Cloudy Jeffrey, yeah. Well, and now, now you can do that now uh, in a lot of Nebraska's games, but for sure, Michigan. Nebraska was good back then. I know that's the sad. Part. That's the scary. They're saying thing. that when Nebraska is a respectable team, right? Right after a nine ten win season, after it loses a Citrus Bowl. I mean, you're in the Citrus a Bowl, January first bowl. Yeah, and Corey Raymond even then was saying talent disparity. Now, what would Corey Raymond oh. say? Now, Corey Raymond wouldn't come he to just Nebraska. Declined comments. Like, I don't want to speak. Right. I don't want to talk. No, because you do that against Michigan if you're a Nebraska fan. You say, look at them, look at us. It's not the same, especially up front. <clears throat> Their offensive line looks a lot different. This looks a lot different, you know. I mean, that's what, that's what we're talking about. Now, it's mostly a line discussion, though. It is, because Nebraska's skill isn't all that bad. I mean, Anthony Grant's fine. Trey Palmer's yeah. fine. Well, he's Marcus Washington's fine. Um, those guys are all right. They can play. How many sacks did Michigan have? Only two. <clears throat> they only had yeah, two. I didn't think the line was a was a problem when they were Nebraska was passing the ball. Now they Chubb, couldn't get Chubb any, was scrambled well. Yeah, they couldn't get any push. That's the thing. They couldn't get any push. They don't move the line of scrimmage, Jake. Michigan moves the line. I know. We knew that going in. I mean, I I could have. Not watch the game and predicted how it was going to go. Said, "Hey, here's my guess." I didn't watch, but I'm going to guess something like this, and this is the final score. And you would say, "Yeah, that's how." I thought it Nebraska went. get. 10. There was nothing about that game that surprised anybody, and that's the sad part. Um, you you try to watch a game like that where you're a major underdog and just be surprised about something, and you weren't surprised. Not really. All. Not really. There surprised. was nothing surprising about that game. Right. I, I I didn't see anything surprising. The only thing surprising was. Oh, I mean, oh, I'm going to do what you do in reverse. There was a little surprising. I didn't think McCarthy looked very good, J.J. McCarthy. I looked like a crap. 
He looked like crap to me. <laughs> yeah, he would. His Jeez, numbers weren't good. I got this: eight for seventeen passing for one twenty-nine, two touchdowns, no pick, sack twice. They tried to take some deep shots against Malcolm Hartzog, didn't get it done. Ronnie Bell, I mean, get, give Malton, Malcolm Hartzog a lot of credit. Hartzog, they went after him like teams do, and he, he held up really well. He had he had five targets against him, no no allowed pass. Michigan will not beat an SEC team in the playoff if McCarthy is their quarterback. Oh come on, not happening. No, they are they are not the same level as, as those teams in the SEC. Michigan. Nope. I mean, Mm-mm. I think you could. I think Jim was conservative in this game. I don't think this quarterback's very good. <laughs> I think if you turn him loose, he might be. Turn him loose. I've always thought. I've, I still think McNamara is the better quarterback of those two. He just. You know what? McNamara quietly season-ending knee surgery. He's. They don't have McNamara's not their yep. backup. Okay. Well, he. But they still chose McCarthy over him. I know. Right. Regardless of that. Yeah. I still think even if he was healthy, McNamara is the better quarterback. He's not. He's out. He's obviously injured. He's not playing. McCarthy's he's out. the guy. I think McNamara might be out of there. He had season-ending surgery back in Vegas. Now I don't know that I, I, that was a by the way that was total speculation on my part, um, but he had knee surgery. Um, McCarthy's the quarterback. Is McNamara just going to jump into the portal? Hey, ding ding ding! The light bulb we just spot, went off. We got a spot <laughs> in the middle of America for you, Cade. In the middle of America, smack dab in the middle of America. <laughs> you take Cad, mate, Cade. You take Cade McNamara. I would. And I'll tell you something right now. I ask you a question. I was asked this. Is Nebraska's starting quarterback next season on this roster? I don't think so. I really don't think so. New coach, new quarterback. Yep. Here we go. I'm not going to say I'll be surprised, but I I do not expect the starting quarterback for next season to be on this current roster. I just don't think so. I don't either. Do you? No. Who who wants to say yes to that? I mean, Chubba have to make a lot big jump. Well, I mean, Casey can come back for one more year. He could. I, but but he t- he has told me that's tied to Mickey. Now Mickey could be back. But if Mickey's not the head coach, does that, 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 he be that back? head coach might want somebody else at quarterback saying, "No, nah, this is not my guy." Right. Right. Oh, it's complicated. Yeah. Well, that's that's what happens when you fire a coach and and you're in tor- <clears throat> turmoil. It is complicated. The question is still. Is Nebraska's starting quarterback in 2023 on the roster right now? You and I both say no. I'd say no. Now, that's all due respect to Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy. Chubba Purdy played better. Yeah. He did. Then he got hurt. Yeah. Then he, it, He's got to learn to slide. It's very Nebraska for the guy to have his best drive he's had <clears throat> all game long and hurt himself. Hurt himself. Slide. He hurt himself. It wasn't an injury from the Michigan player cause he hurt himself Awkward. on the slide. Awkward slide. And I'm not being I'm not being a wise guy there. You gotta if you're gonna do that sliding all the time, which he does, you, I I don't know why he did it in that instance, by the way. Just you can go into contact sometimes. And unless Whipple's telling him to slide. Now, by the way, we haven't even mentioned Mark Whipple got rolled up into by AJ Henning. Um yeah, AJ that Henning was uh, in the unfortunate second, situation in there. the second quarter, um, and I'll tell you what happened. It was fascinating. So that was the second quarter. Nebraska, Michigan had a long drive in the first half, right? Yeah, um, uh, it was uh, to kick a field goal. Twelve plays, fifty. No, sorry, twelve plays, fifty-five yards. How much time was left on the clock after it? One second. Yeah. So Nebraska didn't. So Whipple goes down. They didn't have to 
have the offense on the field before halftime. So they got it resolved at halftime. And what happened was Steve Cooper, who's an offensive analyst, called the first three plays of the second half. And then Whipple, they, he was in the booth. Steve Cooper was in the booth. And then Whipple suddenly materialized in the booth. They rolled him up there. You know, he's like in a wheelchair type thing. They they roll Whipple up there and he called the rest of the, he called the rest of the game. Cooper was like, "Yeah, I was calling the game. I called the first three plays, and then all of a sudden Whipple came in." And there <laughs> Some so, might have hoped that you know, Cooper <clears throat> called the plays the rest of the game. No, but, he didn't. But, but I said may have hoped. Yeah, I know, that. I know, I know. So, yeah, it was odd. It was odd. An, an odd circumstance. I mean, I'm glad. Now, I'm just glad Whipple's okay. He got rolled into by A.J. Henning on that kickoff return. Yeah, he did. He got after into. Nebraska kicked a field goal. Mm-hmm. After Bleak Road squeaked that field goal yeah, in. From 37 yards. <laughs> he barely got it there. What the heck's going on here? Uh, we'll, get, we'll get more of your phone calls and <laughs> Uh, There's a little win, Jake. And i got to give kudos to one player from from Saturday also we have not mentioned yet who deserves major kudos. I'll tell you who that is next on Early Break on the Ticket.